So welcome to Confessions of a Serial Seller. I have the author of Seven Stories joining me, Mike Adams. Mike, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you, Tony. I'm sitting in my home office in Melbourne, uh, where we're all isolated in our house. It's, uh, Absolutely. Like, like the rest of the world, unfortunately. <laughs> well, no, Absolutely. thank you. Thank you so much for joining me. So, Mike, tell me, tell, tell the, the listeners a little bit about your background and, and how you got into sales and how you got where you are now. Yes, that, that, that could be a long story, but I'll give you the Thanks, short sir. version. I'll, uh, I, I trained as an electrical engineer out of, out of university and I got like the dream job, if you like, traveling because I, I worked in the oil and gas industry and lived in Indonesia and China and Malaysia and, and lived all over the world. And then I got transferred to London yeah. and I was working as a, as a technical expert, really, as an engineer. And my boss called me to his office and said, Mike, we've got this great job we want you to do and it's in Norway. And I thought, great, I'd love to go to Norway. Mm. And then he said, but it's, but it's a sales job. And I said, no, I don't, I don't want to be in sales. And, yeah. and actually I said, I, I, can't, I can't do that job because my wife is eight months pregnant. And, um, yeah. and I, went, I went home and my wife said, no, I really want to go to Norway. So we, we went to Norway and had our second child in Norway and I started learning how to be a salesperson and I was really terrible at the job when I started because typical technical person, right? I just yeah. wanted to solve problems before I had permission. And, um, but I had a lot of luck. I just swung a really big deal in my first year and it was pure luck. Yeah. And that kind of kept me in the, in the job. And I, I ended up selling, going to Russia, uh, sales leading, running a sales team in Russia and then back to Australia, changed industry from oil and gas software to telecoms mm. and, uh, and told a good story to change industry actually. And, and I, so essentially I, I work with big corporations, so Nokia and Siemens and in the oil and gas with Halliburton and Schlumberger. By about 2014, I'd had enough of big companies yeah. and decide, decided to go out on my own. And I, by that time, I'd been leading large sales teams, so more than 100 people sales teams and uh, throughout Asia in my most recent uh, corporate roles. Mm. I kind of wanted to, um, I had this idea that I would love to solve the problem of helping salespeople say the right thing because mm. I spent all my time as a sales leader flying from, from deal to deal, whatever was the biggest deal I would fly and try to help with. And mm. I'd sit across the table from my uh, sales guy who was sort of, we call it premature elaboration, you know, talking about yeah. the product too early and not really connecting properly with the client. And, and I was really keen to see if I could solve that problem. And, and that's when I set up to be uh, a consultant and ended up writing a, a book on storytelling because yeah. I had this interesting experience. I don't know if you've ever done this, Tony, but I decided after about 18 months to um, ring up all the sales guys that I trained mm. and just see what, see what they remembered. And um, their retention was uh, pretty woeful. In fact, uh, some of them said, that, you know, they thanked me for teaching something I didn't even teach them. And, um, <laughs> and I'm like, but what they did remember was the stories. They remember the stories I told them. So that was what gave me the idea that if I could configure all of the sales training into stories, teach them how to, how to tell stories, and, and more importantly, how to get stories from their clients, because it's really about, sharing stories yeah. then that would really work and, and that that really does work and that's that's what i do these days i i work for a company called anecdote and yeah. we teach 
Yes, yeah, so, so tell me more about that. I know you wrote the book, Seven Stories. Tell me how that came about and what, what it's all about. I wrote Seven Stories, it was published in 2018. Um, and the seven stories are, are types of stories that you, you, you should tell. Firstly, the sort of stories to get connected and to build trust. Yeah. And then the sort of stories to, to, to propose a change agenda, to get your client to change, because sales is all about getting people to change. Yeah. And then the types of stories to get them to close the deal and to help overcome fears and objections and risk and, and, and all with stories. So that was the idea of seven stories, was stories that get you from prospecting all the way to closing the deal, what sort yeah. of stories you need. And uh, yeah, and that's what the book teaches. That's exactly what it, what it teaches you how to do. And in your experience working with a lot of salespeople, why, why do you feel stories is the best way to sell? Well, the, the first thing I notice is that the very best salespeople, they use stories all the time. They tell stories, but they often, they often don't know they're doing it. They're, they're unconscious storytellers. Mm. Um, and so that's sort of an observation I've had for some years now, noticing that particularly like founders of companies, you know, the very best salespeople in, in companies are often not in the sales team. They're, they're the owner of the company or the general mm. managers, that kind of guy. And these people are telling stories all the time mm. and they're kind of frustrated why their salespeople can't sell, can't sell, mm. but the salespeople often don't have those stories, right? Mm. So, so my view is that really good salespeople tell stories all the time and, and it's just a matter of, collecting those stories and helping all the other salespeople to learn how to tell them and be able to tell those stories. I love that. So what's the best advice might you've got for people listening in sales that, that maybe are quite new to the game and, and therefore hasn't, haven't got the life experience. They might not have the you know, a sort of a file of, of stories. What advice, what suggestions have you got? So, the, the way to learn how to tell stories is just firstly to notice what's a story and what isn't a story. So, you know, if you were to talk 15 years ago when anecdotes started, nobody believed in stories and, and you couldn't even say the word story because people thought it was something just made up. Mm. And, and that's definitely not what a business story is. Business stories are true stories. Mm. But you need to understand that a, a story has to be a sequence of related events. It has to be a series of events. Mm. If it's not a sequence of events, it's just not a story. Mm. And then it needs to involve a character, it needs to have some surprise in it, mm. and, and also it needs to make a business point. Like we're telling stories to make a point. We're not just mm. telling them to entertain. So first thing is to know what a story is, mm. and then to know, to know how to tell them. So if you're a new salesperson in a company, then you would you need to seek out the company stories. So yeah. starting, what is what is your company story? How did your company start? When when was it? Where was it? How did it succeed? What was its first important customers? Why didn't your company fail? Because most companies do fail. Mm. So what is the sort of the narrative of your company? So you need that story. And most companies have not prepared that for their salespeople. Yeah. And then you really need to have success stories you need to understand how to you need to know how to tell the story of clients other clients that have succeeded with your products and services mm. and that's a 
particular format of story that we teach mm. called a success story. And when you can tell stories about other clients and how they succeeded, then that's a great way to engage a prospect, to engage a future, a future client. Yeah, that's fantastic. I love that. And I love that term, success stories. You know, people talk about case studies, but really it is a success story of, of how you've helped others. There's a big difference, actually, between the classical marketing case study and a success story. And I'll kind of paraphrase them for you. I'll give you... So your classic marketing case study that you will find on, on the website of most companies, it's, it's written in three parts. And the first part is, here was our other clients in the shit, if I can say yeah. that, you know? Yeah. In, in, a big, in a big mess, right? Yeah. And, we, and then we came in and fixed it. And now everything's great. Yeah. And, you know, this, I mean, I've deliberately made that sound not that good, but that's, that's how most people would read your case study because you made, you made your company the hero of that story. Yes. And, you know, we need to learn how to tell success stories from the perspective of our successful client. So maybe I could give you an example. Please. Example of one from our, uh, yeah. So this is an anecdote, one of our company's success stories. And, um, and the company is a very large US based data analytics and, um, and data storage company. Mm -hmm. so, and they have about a bit over 10,000 staff. They're based in, um, in Silicon Valley. Mm. And they have more than, more than 2,000 enterprise sales guys throughout the world. And the, the head of organizational development, a lady by the name of Michelle, she felt that um, those sales guys were excellent at engaging with chief information officers and technical people, mm. but they weren't great at having conversations with the business people on their client side. And in fact, when, they, when the sales guys came into headquarters every year and presented their account plans, even the best salespeople were, were pretty poor mm. at, at just at really being able to explain their accounts and, and not, not get too technical, right? They were just mm. very technical guys. So anyway, one of, um, one of their sales guys happened to go on a, one of our anecdote public workshops in Sydney. And he, he sent a note to Michelle and said, look, you know, maybe this is going to be... Um, useful for our guys and our founder Sean Callahan was traveling in the US and he met Michelle and their VP of sales and um, funny Michelle told me, I talked to her afterwards and she said um, about halfway through she stopped Sean and she said um, I can see exactly what you're doing here Sean you're just telling stories and, and selling mm -hmm. to me aren't you? <laughs> said, yeah, anyway she liked the idea she had a couple of um, they, they talked about doing a pilot and uh, she had some concerns she was worried that you know, really experienced enterprise sales guys might not take on storytelling. They might be a little bit too egotistical. Mm. And she was also worried that, you know, it wasn't actually uh, customized for their company, that it was a, a standard course. She thought that because mm. all of their other training courses were, were customized. But anyway, they, they ran the pilot. They loved it. They ended up training four people in their company to deliver the program. So it's mm. been running now for two years. It has the highest net promoter score of, any training program in their company and the last time the sales guys came and presented their account plans they were presenting them with stories and it was much more engaging and much more interesting so, Michelle's happy. so so you see i've told you michelle's story yeah more than anecdote story and it has a different flavor it has a different feel to yeah, it right? totally totally i love that
that's a much it's much more engaging way to, to share and i love that well what some of the i know you've worked with thousands of salespeople, mike in your career what, what's some of the yeah. best the best tips that you've ever learned along your journey yeah, I mean, my journey was pretty slow and tortuous. I have to tell you, Tony, it took me a long time. <laughs> it took me a long time to learn some painful lessons. Um, the, you know, we, we're always telling salespeople to to listen, and I don't think it's very, I don't think it's very actionable advice because people think they're listening and they're not really listening. Mm -hmm. And and so, what I learned to do was was to collect the client's story. So the thing that forced me to listen was to say, can I get their story? Can I understand mm. when, when and where the problem was and how it happened and who got affected and, and what was the sequence of things that happened in the client side that really is the story that I could take back to my boss or to my company and persuade my own company that we should help, right? Yeah. So learning how to listen is, is a life's job you know and my wife will tell you I'm, a, I'm not a good listener that's a different story <laughs> <laughs> but that's you know that's that's uh something that um that i think most salespeople struggle with you know we know we have fantastic products we know that our clients need them and we just we just want to tell them all about it yes but but we do it too soon we, we do it before we understand what's going on we do it before we got their story and actually before they trust us so we need to get them to trust us first and and a great way to get a client to trust you is to share something about yourself yes that's that's vulnerable and personal and and then say something like well enough about me tony what, what about you how did you get into teaching sales and yeah. and, and into run, running programs and then we kind of share a little story so all of those things about how we connect as a human, uh, mm. they take some time to, to get the hang of. For most salespeople, I'm going to say 90% yeah. struggle with that. And what, what's the best advice you've got so, and suggestions of, of, of people listening to this thinking, I know I need to listen more, but I don't know how. What, what's the best suggestions you've got for that? Well, um, the one thing that I always do is I I debrief myself after a sales call. Mm. So that might sound, might sound a little bit stupid, but I, I kind of pretend that I'm my own sales manager. Mm. So let's say I've just got, off, just got off a phone call or I've just come back from a meeting and I ask myself some questions. So I ask myself like, okay, Mike, did, did that person get to trust me? And do I, do I really understand their situation? What is their situation, and and what is the problem that they're trying to solve? Have I have I have I asked enough questions to do that? You know, am I ready to go back to my boss and tell them what's the situation? And often, just that sort of checkpoint is enough to appreciate that shit. I forgot to ask that. You know, I forgot to ask mm -hmm. that thing. I don't really understand the situation. And um, yeah, I think you can coach yourself quite a bit. Mm. Just those kind of questions. Yeah, um, that's yeah. a really good bit of advice, actually, to to almost test and I think identify maybe what you did miss. You 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 mentioned earlier when you started you know, as an engineer background when you started selling that you, you use the words you know you you sort of try to solve problems before getting their permission. 
Just tell us a bit more about what you mean by meant by that. That that is the classic problem of technical people, and and it's actually the reason that highly technical people often fail in sales. Mm. So when you're a when you're a technical person and you know a lot about your technical solution, mm. the client the client starts to tell you about a problem, and you go, "Don't tell me, I know your problem, and I know the answer, and you need this." Yeah. And when you do that, that's exactly like going to the doctor and the doctor looking at you and saying. Tony, you look sick. You need these tablets, and he hasn't even diagnosed what yeah. the problem is. Yeah. So technical people, we have this terrible habit of thinking we know the answer before we asked well enough, and and before we even, before the client is even comfortable to tell us the full story, yeah. we're starting to give them the solution, and that is uh, that is the the problem that very technical people have, mm. uh, and you, you see it very often. Yes. Yeah, no, no, I think that's very fair. From from all the salespeople that you've worked with and coached through anecdotes and, and, and your other roles within sales, what would you say are the, the sort of top, the, the classic traits of the best performing salespeople? Yeah, that's an interesting question. I actually, so here's my, I've changed my opinion a bit on this. I think that I think there's no such thing as a very very good salesperson. Mm. I think that if, if you're better than average, you already were. You know, like better than average is not that great still. Like so, yeah. most of us, most of us are not that great at this. Yeah. Um, and even the ones that have had a lot of success might have had a little bit of luck as well. I know mm. I've had a fair bit of luck, and it's actually it's actually difficult to separate good fortune and bad fortune from skill mm. so the longer i the longer i listen to salespeople and observe sellers the more i think that as a group all of us are not that great at it we could all improve a lot mm. and so but the very best ones are storytellers and they have this ability to to build rapport very quickly that they're kind of almost instantly trusted. And it's something about their body language and their tone of voice and probably their positional authority mm. that makes it makes them connect very well. They all, they still make a lot of mistakes, <laughs> but um, but they can connect quickly and, and that's a real skill. That's no. a, that's a real capability to be able to connect quickly with other people. No. What's your opinion on that, Tony? I'm, I'm curious. Yeah, I, it's really interesting. I think from all the salespeople I've interviewed, and I've, I've, you know, I've done many of these podcasts now with some of the best of the best, and and I think one one trait that has definitely come out is activity. That you know, the, the some of the best performers are they graft more than anybody else, and and I know that sounds so simple, but it's true. Uh, they they keep prospecting no matter what, um, and, and I think also some of the things you've touched on they are they do have this I, I say natural but maybe it's trained but they do have a, an ability to connect with everyone they speak with and they do build that very quick trust um, and, and I think some of these using the technique you shared Mike which I love about being 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 open and sharing some of your failures and some of your how vulnerable that you might be and i think that does that does uh, build that empathy and trust very quickly 
So, yeah. but, but I think, yeah, the thing that to me has really stood out is the amount of two big things, actually. One is activity, but the other thing, there's something you've really touched on, is that they are all work in progress. They all, these top performers, we're all learning, right, constantly. I'll, I'll, tell, you, I'll tell you an interesting story about that. Um, I, I did some work with a commercial real estate. I think you do a bit of work with real estate mm. sales teams as well, right? So I worked with a pretty big real estate team and, um, and I, it was really interesting that the owner of the company was easily the best salesperson in the company, right? This guy was just telling a story, a story in a minute, right? Yeah. But not only that, not only that, he came along to the training and he loved it. You know, like he yeah. was, he was like lapping it up. And so this is the guy that's built this hundred million dollar company himself. And he's the best salesperson in the, but he's also the guy that wants to learn the most, right? Yeah. And then, so I kind of feel like, you know, what I noticed is there's sort of three categories of student when you, when you run a, a training course. And the first category is people that are new to sales and they're normally very good students because, you know, they know they need to learn, right? So yeah. they, they throw themselves into it. And then there's the second category like that owner of the commercial real estate. And he's, these are people who are actually very good salespeople. They're very accomplished mm. and they're also e excellent students. But then there's this group in the middle that's a bit of a problem. They're people who have had some success and yeah. they're probably okay, okay at sales, but they, they probably have good, good quarters and then bad quarters. You know, they're not yeah. fabulous, but they think they're good and they're not willing to learn. And this is a big problem, you know, if, do, you, do yourself a favor. And if, you know, if your, if your company sends you on a training program, throw yourself into it and put your ego aside. You know, we, we have to have fairly thick, big egos to, to stay in sales, but don't let that stop you from getting better. And I see that all, yeah. all the time. Do you see that? Totally oh, I regularly, I call them the next. you know, their body language is normally arms folded and they, they've got a, they got the face on them saying, what do you know? What can you teach me? And, and I, I'll never forget, my, I set my training company up 14 years ago. And uh, I was training, and it's funny, I was with this client. That, that the story I'm about to tell you was a client that I was with only last week, funny enough. We hadn't spoken for years, and we got back in touch. Um, he saw one of my social media posts. And um, I, I, it was 14 years ago, and I was training this team. And, and one of the guys in the room said, Tony, if you're this good at, at selling, you know, why, and you're training us, you know, what, why aren't you out there selling? Why are you just training this stuff? And I, said, <laughs> and, I, and I said to him, I said, well, it's a really interesting question. How do you think I got the gig? You know, I'm in front of you now. And, and he just went red and said, oh, yeah, no, good point. And he, he just, he didn't realize that we're all selling every single day and it was it was interesting for me the fact he said that question he was almost trying to you know belittle me and embarrass me in front of his peers but he yeah. he was of the of the mindset i think of i've been doing this 10 years what can you teach me and, and i think when i see this is one of the biggest challenges i think these salespeople have but they are they're, they're closed to improve that's right you know it's, it's a huge it's huge and, and you know sales is changing very rapidly and if you're not continuously improving yeah. your skills you're, you're getting left behind there's no doubt about that and, Absolutely. And, may, and 
and, and maybe you've got a little bit of protected territory because, you know, people who, you might have been fortunate, you've got a bit of extra territory and you're kind of milking it. You're not, you're not, mm. you're not improving your skills. Yeah. And eventually you're going to get found out of that. And Absolutely. So, yeah. How I you, see, you mentioned there, and you're absolutely spot on, sales has changed dramatically. I want to get your opinion on that. How, how have you seen, seen sales change over the last few years? Well, our, our clients have the ability to do an awful lot of research. And, and I think most of your listeners would notice themselves how easy yeah. it is to research something that you might buy. I don't, there's nothing I buy that's worth more than $200 that I don't go on YouTube and research and get reviews and look at who likes what and yeah. you know, I might listen to some influencer. So, so your clients do the same thing, which means... You're, the job of the salesperson is much harder because when you get called in, yeah. they've, already, they've already got a mindset about what it is they want and they have probably a bunch of wrong ideas that most likely. And so you're not really there as the information source anymore. You mm. really have to cut through and get trusted and really help them with that decision. Mm. And it's much, hard, much harder. I think it's a lot harder to sell now than it was when I first started, which is more than 20 years ago, mm. uh, because, you know, I, I never had trouble getting a meeting. It's much harder to get a meeting now. Yes. I couldn't agree more. What, what's some of the, you know, the best sales books that you've personally read that have taught you the most? Yeah, I, I'm a, a very avid reader. So, you know, you saw when we started on video that I've got this bookshelf behind me. Yeah, sales I books. Um, and I was very highly influenced by Solution Selling by Mike Bosworth. And, and it was fabulous because he wrote the forward to my book. One of, the, one of the great things about writing your own book is to, you know, yeah. meet some of your, your sales heroes. Yeah. And Mike also wrote a book on story, storytelling, by the way, sales storytelling. So that, that book definitely influenced me a lot. Um, I also enjoyed the Challenger books, uh, Challenger Sale, particularly Challenger Customer. Yeah. I, I don't think I don't think they're complete because they don't teach they don't teach the storytelling part about how you deliver your insight. Yeah. So, but if, if you couple those books with storytelling, you've got the perfect combination. Totally. Yeah, but I, I've, I've, I, there's a lot of sales books I, I really enjoy. Yeah, uh, some fantastic. And you mentioned some of them before. Jeb Blunt wrote wrote, wrote a, a brilliant book on uh, prospecting, fanatical prospecting. Oh, and I, I was on his uh, podcast as well. He's a great guy. Oh, he's incredible. Well, it's funny. Mark Dixon, you know, the author of The Challenges, yes. he's coming on my podcast next week. And uh, he's, that, that book really changed the way I think, actually. So it's yeah. it, it really inspirational. Yeah, I must ask you. And, and you know, uh, and just yeah. saying that to your to your audience is one of the things that you can do now. And if you if a lot of your if your guys are in their cars a lot, is listen to books. Um, yeah. So most of these books are available on audio. So Seven Stories is available on, on audio. So the book, the full title is Seven Stories Every Salesperson Must Tell. If yeah. you put that into Google, you'll find all the different formats, and it's easy to listen to while you're driving. You get through it in seven or eight hours of driving. Fantastic. Well, I was going to ask that, where can the audience access that? And, and obviously, I know you work, obviously, with Anecdote. Where can some of the listeners find out about the courses that you're running and, and get onto those? Yeah, so if you just put uh, anecdote.com, yeah. you'll find our website. We have, our, we have our own podcast, which is all storytelling. 
We have uh, blogs going back to the year 2004 on all kinds of business storytelling, not just sales storytelling. And also you'll see the events. We do public courses as well as corporate courses. So you'll be able to see how to join up. I have to tell you though, that <laughs> face-to-face courses are a bit of a, bit of a, a dead end at the moment. So the um, situation to change a bit, but, Absolutely. Yeah, but that, that's where you find them. Amazing. Amazing. Well, my- and also, um, yeah. And please uh, connect on LinkedIn. I, I love to connect with uh, any salesperson on LinkedIn. Just send me a request. I'll connect with you. And um, and we put a lot of our content out on LinkedIn as well. Amazing. Amazing. Now, well, Mike, thank you so much for giving up your time this morning or this evening for you in Australia. And I uh, really appreciate you shared some absolute golden nuggets for my audience. And thank you so much. Thank you, Tony. Wonderful to talk. Appreciate it.